Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, 866-WS-RADIO. Also, before we get to our guests, I want to mention that, one, I had a great uh, Monday night for Distinguished Speaker Series that I host here in the Los Angeles area. I had an opportunity to spend some time with Dr. Louise Leakey, the famous paleontologist, and that was fascinating. She's uh, delightful, lives in uh, South Africa most of the time, and uh, had some fascinating things about the origin of man, so that was kind of fun. And then uh, coming up, we've got, uh, let's see, uh, Robert Gates, who former Secretary of Defense, that'll be next month. And then in uh, May, we've got Michael Phelps, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, all 84 medals or whatever Michael has. So if you're interested in that, uh, check the uh, Distinguished Speaker Series on the Southern California website called distinguishedspeakers.com. And that is uh, it's a great series. And if you can join me, I'd love to have you do that. Uh, this year, uh, we had Steve Wozniak, who I communicated with his wife yesterday, and we're still trying to get Steve on the show. Uh, hopefully, Steve will join us uh, sometime this year. His schedule is insane. But now, I would like to introduce our guest, uh, Ernest Von Simpson. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He has uh, been an IT industry veteran, worked alongside uh, Michael Dell, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, uh, and also has written a book that's called The Limit of Strategy, Lessons in Leadership from the Computer Industry, second edition from that. Uh, Ernest, welcome to the show. Oop. Do we have him? Ernest, you... Uh, I don't know. Wait, wait, do we have him? Well, I, I thought he was connected. Let me try Yeah, again. okay. All right, while you're doing that, uh, yeah, we had him on there, but let's try. I'll talk okay. a little bit more about something else while Hello. we're trying to line him up. Do we have him Hello. yet? Ernest? No? Not yet. Okay. Uh, one of the things I was going to actually talk to you a little bit about was uh, one of the great programs that I recommend to you, and it's a free program, and it's called Bellark. It's not even a program. It's really a website. It's called Bellark Advisor, and we've mentioned this on the year before. If you want to know every single thing that's on your computer, everything that's on your computer, then Bellark Advisor will actually run a scan and tell you things like, what is your operating system? For example, I'm looking at the computer I'm using right now. Uh, operating system is Windows 7 Home Premium. Uh, it has an English language uh, module installed in it. It tells me that I have a 2.4 gigahertz Intel Core 1.7 processor, 64-bit uh, operating system. It tells me how big my hard drive is, a 230 gig hard drive, and a uh, 176 of that 230 is free hard disk space. And then it goes into multiple things, like for example, it tells you what printers are connected to your network. So in my case, I have a couple of ups and printers hooked up on there. Uh, and it's just a wonderful program that tells you all your software, all your hardware, everything that you would ever want to find on your system. And that's helpful to you because sometimes when you're having problems with your computer, someone will say to you, well, what do you have installed? And most people go, oh, I don't know. You know, I got these icons on here and I don't really know what they are. So if you want a free program, it's called Bellark Advisor, B-E-L-A-R-C. Download it. It's safe to download and just run the advisor and it'll tell you what's on there. Uh, wait, have we rounded up our guest? We should have Ernest. Ernest. Okay, yep. Ernest, you there? Yep. Okay, there we go. Hey, Ernest, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good. I gave you a great introduction, so hopefully you heard it. <laughs> um, well, we're delighted to have you. You know, there's so many things going on in the last decade in the in the technology industry and and such. And I think most 
importantly now, what everybody is interested in, because they seem to be in the news every day, is the role of innovation at Apple and some of the other companies. Talk to me first about Apple. I mean, since Steve Jobs has been, you know, passed away, it seems the company has lost focus. Is that a fair statement, or is everybody overblowing the situation? I'm not sure I would call it focus. I mean, I would say that Steve Jobs was unmatched probably in his time. Not so much just for designing, you know, super good computers, but perhaps more importantly for reinventing industries. So that, for example, if you think about what the impact of the iPod was on music sales or what mm-hmm. the impact is on iPad, on newspaper sales, do you know, for example, that largely on iPad, the New York Times now has more online subscriptions than it has print subscriptions? Right. I would, that doesn't surprise me at all. Marsha and I debate that all the time because she's a book author as well. And, and so we debate, you know, are people still buying books and hardcover as often as they are uh, online? So apparently they're not. Well, but who would have guessed that you could you can get the New York Times free, too? Right. You know, Steve Jobs made that up, basically. And does the innovation, so the, so that's the question. It, was he the creator of things and it was he a one of the, one of a kind guy where Apple, where the, you know, Tim Cook, whoever's running Apple now, are we not going to see those kind of innovations in the I future? I don't think you're going to see the kind of reinvention of the industry, not just from Apple, but from anybody. I don't mm-hmm. think he was really unique in that respect. And I don't think there's been anybody like him for the last 10 years or more. So no, I don't. I think it is, and I think the other at the same time, which you know well, the competition is really a lot fiercer, both from the high end in the sense of Samsung, and in the low end from the sense of Amazon and you mm-hmm. know, other folks. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think this would be a good time to have for Steve to be around, but he's not. No, certainly. Not. I mean, so are you telling me if I can dumb this down that I probably should look at a Samsung phone instead of buying my next iPhone? I think a lot of people have. Yeah, it's <laughs> remarkable that that this has gone on, and I, and I, you know, to me, they've they've made a number of missteps in the last year. You know, they brought the iPhone four, great, but then it was the four S when we thought it was the five. Right. Then it was, you know, now it's then the it five. Was a stupid map system. Then, exactly, you know, horrible. Siri is a joke. You know, and all those things go on. And I think you're right. I mean, have, I don't know what kind of phone do you use. I have an I have an iPhone. Would you consider going to the Samsung, to the Galaxy, which is the one that everybody seems to be rushing to? I tried it, and I didn't like it as much, so I went back to my old iPhone. No, no, that's not true. I'm sorry. I went to the iPhone 5. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I have to say, even me personally, now, I was not, I've been a PC guy my entire uh, life of computers, and up until the iPad came out a few years ago, I could really have, I had a Mac computer, because Mac, uh, Apple sent me one to test, but I was a PC guy all the way around, and then I got the iPad, which I think was, frankly, one of the best inventions ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, and then I went to, and then that caused me to go to the iPhone, which I did do, and I love my iPhone, but, you know, when Apple brought out the last iPad 4, you know, f- four months or six months after it came out, I went, what? Yeah, exactly. There. Some of the innovations, so-called, like Siri and the map, have been flops, I would say. All of that aside, because that can happen to anybody, you don't have Steve Jobs. Well, Yes. I mean, is there anything coming out of IBM, out of HP, that you would say, okay, maybe they'll make the next big statement? Because they came out with Surface computers. Did that mean anything? I don't know. I mean, I don't see anything cutting a swath in the consumer sector, and that's what's driving. I mean, for for enterprises, which is mostly what I think about, they're probably not going to make a big impact. 
Yeah, it really is kind of strange. And, and, it, and to me, you know, the my favorite saying is I, I'm always afraid someone won't invent something new. Right. <laughs> you know, so where are we in inventing new stuff? I mean, is it Google Glasses? You know, is it 3, 3D, as far as I'm concerned, was a complete flop. Yeah. So wh- where is the next innovation coming from? I don't know. I, I, there are going to be different innovations, obviously, from different people. So from IBM, you're going to look for some, you know, very exciting, I would think, use of Watson in health and a whole lot of things, which is way overdue. And, you know, I think they're mostly slowed down by legal concerns rather than technical concerns. <laughs> and for the rest of it, I, I, you know, we look at, at um, EMC. Again, you're just talking about an enterprise thing. Where mm-hmm. I think they've got a wonderful model of innovation in terms of both spending a lot of money. You've never seen this before. All of a sudden, here it is. And, you know, at least half the time it came out from somebody you never heard of. Look at Pinterest. Look at any of You know, I mean... No, I mean, I, I think you're right. You, you do see a lot of that, you know, and unless you get bought out by Facebook or by somebody, there are, you know, you, you hear about the success stories, but there's a whole lot of failures out oh, there. hundreds of them. Yeah, I mean, I've invested in most of them. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know, why, you know, there's companies that, they, that we call coined the great ones, but they fail. Why do you think that is? Well, that's a huge topic, but the, what I was trying to say, somebody else asked me about that recently, somebody, what I was trying to say is that they fail typically after their names appear in light. So mm. after the CEO, this is an establishment company, the CEO's name appears on the cover of Forbes or Fortune or both, and they seem to go get into real trouble within 12 months afterwards. To the extent that we have a joke, if you see the CEO on the cover of one of those things, sell. <laughs> you know, and why is that? That's typically it's, it's a very big. The big move looked like like they centralized. In the case of a company I'm thinking of now, the problem with centralizing at that moment was they missed the PC because mm-hmm. it was all so tightly controlled, so central. It solved one set of problems, but opened up a new one, and everybody applauded solving the one set of problems, but nobody saw what the downside was. Yeah, it's, we're going to go to break in a second. I'd love to hang with us for, uh, for a little bit afterwards because I want you to tell us about where we can get your book and, and about your website. And, you know, when we come back, what recommendations do you have? And is the tech industry akin to the restaurant business where there's a 95% failure rate in, in restaurants? I mean, that's yeah. about as close as I can come. So uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about that, and uh, you can tell us where your uh, book is uh, and, uh, you know, where we find out because it's fascinating stuff ahead. Uh, we're going to come back and talk some more. If you want to uh, call us at 866-WS-RADIO, you can get me at Real Mark Cohen on Twitter. And we'll have to have Ernest if he's on Twitter as well. Uh, so a uh, little bit of show left ahead. Do not leave us. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio. We are WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in Internet talk. We'll be right back at you. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone. Get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash WS Radio. 
I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRadio at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And we're speaking with Ernest von Simpson, whose book is The Limit of Strategy, Lessons in Leadership from the Computer Industry, Second Edition. First, Ernest, where can we find your book? Uh, On Amazon. So just go to Amazon and put... Yeah, I've also got a website, but... Please, tell us that. Amazon. Uh, and your website is? Uh, Limits of Strategy. Limitsofstrategy.com, correct? Yep. And, and then also... a good idea of what's in it, if you wanted to see that first. And then also, are you on Twitter? No, I'm not. So you know, so, you know, we had this debate about Twitter, and uh, I I fall somewhere in between. Yeah, this is kind of a fun thing to do, and does anybody really care what I have to say? Yeah, I can't imagine they do. In my case, I just think the whole stress of having to think of something to say. <laughs> I know. Uh, so let's go back to my my comment before we went off the air. Is the computer industry and companies, startups, and such the restaurant business the next one? But you have to separate the computer industry into multiple parts. Just, well, right. Just to give the extremes, I'll take the enterprise market, which is really sticky. If you can sell in the enterprise market, you're there for three years or ten years. 
versus the consumer market in which it, you know it, it's a it's a it's a matter of, of fads or taste or whatever that change. I mean, I, as you were on the break, I wrote down Friendster, MySpace, you know, Zynga. Uh, some companies are practically gone who were the predecessors of the first two predecessors of Facebook, and some mm-hmm. are still around. But Dottery, what changes people's minds so fast? The fact is, they're people. You know, that's what happens. They want a new color or a new, a new, a new experience. Well, so that makes that sense. part of it's like the restaurant. It's exactly a good analogy. People go to restaurants for the experience as well as the food. They come to uh, consumer sites as much for the experience as they do for any lasting impact. I would argue. Well, and I think you're exactly right. I think we do get tired of things. I noticed that, you know, I was, uh, when Facebook first came out, I was on it every day, 14 hours a day. Yeah. You know, what's new? Now I, once a day, maybe I look at it. Yeah. Well. So, what do you think of companies, uh, or services like Kickstarter? This seems to me to be a way to launch a product without you putting up the, you know, the amount of money and the risk that you take in that. Yeah, I did one of those early on for a nonprofit I'm on the board of. It was great. I mean, I think they've really got something there. And there are going to be more and more of these uh, sites that will let you do uh, basically crowdsourcing for capital for startups. I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, it's interesting. Wade, you're there. I know. Uh, I, I happen to be looking at Kickstarter this morning, and there's a guy raising money for a radio show. So would you work on that, please? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to raise a million dollars for this show, so uh, if we could <laughs> we could do that. So uh, lastly, uh, tell us where you think – we're going to be looking at this, the technology industry 10 years from now. Uh, who, who will we be looking at? What will we be looking at? I think we'll be looking only at the enterprise sites that are really innovative. So we'll be looking at, you know, again, EMC, Oracle, IBM, uh, Microsoft, a uh, few others. We probably won't be looking at the commodity companies in their current form. And on the and on the consumer side, I think we'll be looking at Amazon. And beyond that, I think predictions are really tough. Yeah, it, it's very very difficult. Well, tell us again, please give us your website again. Uh, Limits of Strategy. That's the name of the book. So you can go right to um, Amazon as well. And can you uh, you can I assume download that book? Yep, you can. And is it on audio book yet? Uh, no, it isn't. No, well, it isn't. Ca- well, call me. I'd be happy to do your voiceover. All right, part. great. <laughs> hey, Ernest, thank you so much for being with us. Love to have you on the show again. I think you got some really great insight well, in there. Well, love to be on the show again. Appreciate having you. Thanks. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, that's interesting stuff. And, and Wade, I have to say that it's interesting to hear Ernest have that same take on Apple that I do. That they've, you know, they've made a lot of missteps along the way. Well, yeah, and again, that innovative mind is, you know, going to be lacking. Um, it, it's all about meeting needs. Yep. And, and, you know, it, it, I, I guess I come from it because I'm a media person and I was, I started out, you know, cutting physical audio tape. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't recognized it's about the content, not the uh, media. And I think it's the same thing there. Meet people's needs. Yep. How you deliver it will change over time. That's the secret, no question. Uh, all right, and now, before we forget to do this and go off the air, it is that time of the show where we scour the universe, scour the planet for the buy of the week. Thank you very much. You do such a good job with that. And this one, it seems like every week, the buy of the week that I find seems to be on Rakuten, which is uh, what we used to call formerly buy.com. And this is a handy little uh, device. It's called a dual USB solar charger. 
It's what they call ultra-thin solar-powered backup battery and charger for your iPad, your iPhone, your iPod. Uh, it works on multiple different instruments. It's got uh, solar power. And, you know, I, we've talked about on the show that I had converted my house about, we're going on now a year and a, let's say, almost two years, I think, since I put solar power in my house. And it's working great. I have to say, we'll talk about another time when I, you know, Marsha asked me from time to time how it's going, and I have to say it's going great. Not making a fortune yet, but we're saving money every month that we do that. So anytime you can, you know, harness the power of the sun, uh, it's a 5,000 watt solar power dual USB ex- uh, external battery. It will also work, uh, comes with, uh, Nokia, Samsung, micro USB connections, mini USB connections. Uh, retail price on this is $99.99. You can get it at buy.com for $24.99. And that's quite a good deal. And again, you know, you can take this, you charge it up at home or, you know, with your solar charge, and then you can take it with you in the car and throw it in. So if you, like we all do, have our batteries go low, uh, this is something that will actually help you in those moments where you need to use your cell phone for one reason or another and you've got the uh, solar charger. So again, it is, and you know, the funny thing is I'm actually looking for the brand on here and it's not listed on here. So if you just, oh no, I take that back. The manufacturer is AGP Tech. So it's AGP Tech and it is the dual USB solar charger, ultra thin solar powered backup battery and charger for the iPhone, iPad, iPod, Samsung, multiple other items. Again, free shipping, $24.99, normally 100 bucks. So, uh, that is available to you as we speak. And, uh, we are, we don't have a whole lot of time left here on the show, but I was looking at some of the, uh, we were trying to get and we couldn't line them up, so maybe we'll get him on for another show. But a lot of the new cars are coming out now, and there's a new... Have you had a chance to, to look at the new Chevrolet Corvette? No, I have not, but I've heard buzz. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a, I have to say it's a beautiful car, and I'm sure it's incredibly fast. So we'll, we'll get somebody over from Chevy to talk about that. Uh, looking at your office in 2020, here's probably what you're going to be looking at. Most display screens are going to be super thin OLED or OLED, depending upon how you pronounce it. Uh, you will have these really, I mean, we're thin as it is right now, but you will have ultra thin screens. You'll still have screens. I don't think we're going to be at Star Wars, you know, um, Princess Leia images yet, but uh, you will have Star Wars type things, but not in your screen. The keyboard and the mouse, likely going to be still there. We still, you know, we've gone through the era of where you have a glass, and I've tried them and didn't like it, but you put a, gla- a glasses on and you watch a big screen TV sitting outside what appears to be a big screen anyway through these glasses. Well, now, just like in the movies, you know, in Terminator and, and whatever the screen, you will see all of the electronic things that you need to see. You'll get an instant reminder if you have an email or a message just by wearing these glasses, and while you may not wear want to wear an extra set of glasses, you won't have to necessarily use your smartphone for these things because it'll pop up right in your glasses. And that's going to be, I think, kind of fascinating. I think that'll be cool. Uh, The Office of 2020 is probably not at work anymore. You are probably going to be working out of your home, as many people do these days. So uh, a lot of other things to talk about. We're out of time, but uh, we will tell you more about the Office of 2020. Uh, If if I can throw in maybe something akin to the line from the graduate of Plastics. Yep, plastics, plastics, right. Wireless. 
There you go. We're hoping for that. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Marsha will be back with us next Saturday. And we hope you have a safe weekend. As always, I ask you, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio. We are WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Save your cash, Walk. Sound too good to be true? It's not. WS Radio has done it using traditional business practices. We will even give you $250 in services just to give it a try. Log on to wsradio.com forward slash barter. That's wsradio.com forward slash barter. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international ship. CIA.com slash cool eBay tools. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's I-Q-P-A-K-K.com to learn more. Okay, you admit to yourself that you have a huge credit card problem. However you got there, you've racked up $10,000, $20,000 or more in debt, and it mounts up daily, right? I don't need to tell you what your credit card statements look like, but I'm here to give you some help. All you need to do is make one quick, no-obligation call to the Debt Solutions Network, and one of our partner companies will help you with proven strategies to help you get out of debt. They can reduce your debt, in some cases up to 50%, and help stop the collection calls. If you're buried in credit card debt, call the Debt Solutions Networks now and learn for free how they can help you get out of debt for much less than you owe. Here's the number. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188. Learn how you can get out of credit card debt now. Call now for a free debt analysis. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188.